Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Monday. It is June 12th, almost halfway through the month. Hope you're doing well, enjoying this first part of summer. Hey, we've got uh, some news to talk about. We'll gather with that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Hey, not forget, though, that uh, there's a lot of things that you and I, we, we can't control. However, you can control your retirement portfolio by controlling how much risk you have in that portfolio. You need to know a couple of things, though. You need to know how much risk is in that portfolio. You need to know where that risk should be in that portfolio based on how close you are to retirement and your risk tolerance. Hey, give us a call because that's exactly why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. See there in the boys in the band. It's 8.40 here, 20 now before 9. As we check in on your money to see what the Sand Hill's going on on Wall Street with your IRA and your 401k, as always, we check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone again this morning. Philip, good morning. How you doing? Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today. It is uh, it's a bright, sunny day for a Monday, so um, hey, looking forward to it. See what happens this week with all the data we got coming out. Absolutely. About the only people that don't like the weather this week are people with sprinkler systems on the fritz because that system out in the Atlantic is going to be drawing the rain out of here. So we're going to stay dry for at least a few more days. Uh, starting out the morning, we're actually uh, looking pretty doggone good. We had an up day, a modest one on Wall Street on Friday. Dow was up by 43. Standard & Poor's up by about 5. NASDAQ up by about 21. And uh, as I look at the indexes, we were chatting about this before we went on the air. The Standard & Poor's 500 is within just a few points, and I mean talking a handful of points, of inside a 15-month high. Now, NASDAQ is at its full-year high, and it's close to a two-year high within 100 points or so. Dow has still got 1,500 points to go to get to its one-year high, but it does look like we're recovering nicely on the major indexes, and you and I were chatting on Friday. Neither one of us can really figure out why we got so doggone much optimism. It's got to be the amateurs back in town, doesn't it? Well, I think so, Dave, because as I look at it, one of the articles I saw was, um, you know, weeks after capitulating, and we talked about that before, that, you know, it takes you getting through capitulation before – the market starts to go back up and and we had some down stuff happen you, you know over a period of time but the retail trader has been out of the market basically for about three months now and you talked about last week the fear of missing out and that's got retail buyers back in with a vengeance and that's what's driving these markets higher right now that the fear of missing out and my biggest worry always is there's a rule of thumb that i learned years ago that i tend to agree about the time that the fear of missing out syndrome hits that's about the time you take a dip because Murphy's Law holds like an immutable law as far as amateurs investors are concerned. Well, that's right. And, you know, the traders, they're looking at those numbers, too, and they're looking at the volume and they're looking at the price. They got a lot of things they're looking at, and they're just concerned about making money for the day. And so it doesn't take but a little bit of bad news for those markets to start trimming down the other direction. Absolutely. Everybody in your line of work, especially, pokes fun at and advises strongly against day trading. But, I mean, the really big time, the big time pros, 
that are sitting there with 75 computer screens in front of them and watching research that's outside of the national debt as far as budgets, uh, they are day traders. They do it well, and they can move the market a lot on the smallest little thing just on the grounds that they're looking for, as you say, that one-day gain, right? Well, that, that's right. And let's face it, we've got a lot of data coming out this week, including the Federal Reserve's meeting. And so um, that's a lot of data that's going to hit the screens. It could be a herky-jerky week. The lead number of the entire bunch is probably going to be the Fed meeting. I was sharing with you a survey that I got. One of my uh, tip sheets went through the uh, voting members on the Open Market Committee, the people that make the interest rate decision on Wednesday afternoon. Three of the voting members are on record as being in favoring more interest rate hikes. Two of the voting members are in favor of pausing rate hikes. There are four that are open to either discussion and two that haven't said a doggone thing. So if you took the ones that are on record right now, if those three voting members that are in favor of a hike are more persuasive, right now there's a little more weight toward continuing the interest rate bumps upward, which is why the odds of an interest rate increase has been going up. It's not over 50% yet, but it's, it, it's at the very least a very measurable possibility on Wednesday. It really is because there's just so many unknowns. Um, when we look at that group of people, uh, we don't know. They haven't really, you know, they haven't put their hand out so, so we could see what direction they're going. And that gives a lot of concern uh, to traders this week. Yeah, basically five of the 11 have put it, put themselves on record as being in favor, but that means six out of 11, a working majority, we have no idea which way they're going to go. Four say they're convincible one way or the other. Two, we have zero idea whatsoever where they're at, and that, that at the very least, should give the market to a little bit of volatility as leaks and rumors and whatnot come out. It's going to, it could be a real interesting week, and I'll bet you that's going to make the CPI number tomorrow an even more important number than it would be otherwise. Yeah, it really will, Dave, because those those numbers, I mean, that's all going to rely on, you know, give some indication of what people think could happen uh, down the road. It's, it's going to be an intriguing week, without a doubt. No reports to speak of today, but, uh, you know, kind of bouncing back onto uh, the uh, where the indexes are that are saying NASDAQ's already at a full year high, S&P is getting close to it, and the blue chips are kind of lagging behind. You had some interesting information on NASDAQ in general, I gather. Well, you know, NASDAQ is its own company, right? And so um, the, they are expanding and trying to get into other areas in the financial world. And so this came across my ticker this morning. Uh, the NASDAQ actually bought uh, another company, a software company um, hmm. called Adenza. And so um, – it's like a $10.5 billion deal uh, coming in. It's their biggest acquisition that they've made to date, uh, focusing on financial technology. And obviously, they're trying to diversify out of the whole uh, you know, index mechanism and the stock exchange and, and mechanism. But, but it's got some pressure on them today. The, the stockholders aren't liking it. The traders aren't liking it. Um, it's down 9.2% this morning. Crud. I kind of look with weird scant eyes at the notion of a uh, stock market buying a computer company. It's not an artificial intelligence firm, is it? Nah, I don't think so. It doesn't give any indication that's what it is. I really don't want artificial intelligence making financial decisions for me quite yet, do you? 
Uh, no, I don't. I mean, it's good. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I don't want to go there yet. That's true. About the only thing that's going to come out today, because we are right now at the absolute tail end of earnings season, is uh, we will get one of the big high-tech numbers out later on today. At the end of the market day today, we're going to hear from Oracle. They're, kind, they're, they're one of the ones that I kind of watch a little bit, because Oracle is that... It, in, in the world of high-tech, Oracle is a dinosaur almost. I mean, they were there with mini computers. When mini computers were hot, that market dried up, and now they've become a very successful software company. They, they, they've been under you – know, they, they're one of the ones that's actually successfully ported over to a new world in their line of work. It's going to be interesting to see what goes on with them as far as the NASDAQ is concerned because they've been the big skyrocket among all the indexes. Yeah, they, they have, and, and it's good for them that they have kind of reinvented themselves. They've, they've made it work for whatever's out there. Um, when technology's changed, they've, you know, they've been at the, at the forefront making changes with it. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how they report today and see where they, uh, you know, what it looked like last quarter and then what their outlook is for the uh, current quarter in the year. Understood. I mentioned the CPI report. That's consumer inflation. It comes out tomorrow. We've been talking about the Federal Reserve meeting now for ever since the last one ended. Anything else we're going to be watching this week that could be a market mover that you can think of? You know, I mean, you know, you got the CPI, obviously. Thursday, I think, is going to be a big day just because not only do we have unemployment, but we've got retail sales coming out. Um, mm. And, and I think that will give us some indication of how the retail sector is doing because we've seen a mixed mixed bag, right, over this last quarter. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that number plays out um, right now. I mean, it's expected. The expectation is that it will be down uh, about a tenth of a percent. So we'll we'll see how it comes out based on that. Given how much of a consumer-driven economy that we've got, yeah, retail sales counts for our economy probably more than many. Resetting the table again, a modest update on Friday. Not barn burner big, but at least it was all green ink. 45 minutes before we opened this morning, what are we looking at? Hey, we still got some green ink on the indexes today, Dave. We got the Dow up a little over a tenth of a percent. The S&P 500 is up a third, and the NASDAQ 100 is up six-tenths of a percent. Let's throw in the Russell 2000 this morning because it's up nine-tenths of a percent uh, this morning. So everything seems to be going well there. On the other side of the coin, we've got silver down uh, three-quarters of a percent, but still well over 24, $24.23 an ounce. Uh, gold's basically flat right now. Crude oil is down 3%, um, significantly down from Friday. Down at $68.05 a barrel right now, Dave. You mentioned that was on a projected uh, price target report that came out earlier over the weekend, huh? Uh, yeah, exactly. So we got Russia, uh, you know, um, Goldman Sachs, because of Russia's supply increasing, they've reduced their outlook by about a 10% price cut in, uh, in oil for the December uh, oil futures. Then maybe that'll mean they'll get out of bed with Saudi Arabia for a while if they're flushing the price of oil down while Saudi's trying to get it back up again. That'd probably be good from a geopolitical standpoint, too, wouldn't it? Yeah, it probably would. I mean, you got uh, because of that, you're right. Uh, we got Saudis actually cutting production effective July 1st. They're going to cut another million barrels per day out of their production. <laughs> 
at odds with each other, even though they're allies at times. Overseas markets, it was almost party time on the Asian rim this morning. All of their indexes were up by quite a bit. Japan by almost two full percent. A little bit more conservative on the European theater. The uh, European stock markets are mostly down, but fractionally halfway through their day. We were kind of ridiculing day trading as being a way to make any money earlier. It's definitely not the way to manage your retirement account. How do you get a plan to be able to make a retirement work for me? Bailup, how do I find you? Dave, then give us a call at 863-382-0037 because what you're talking about is exactly why I developed the core retirement design. Help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. And then check out the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. All righty, and back here again tomorrow morning with an update as to what's going on. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then. All right, have a great day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Be back with us tomorrow, same time, same place. Bye now.